Hello and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and it is my mission to unite the healing arts and modern scientific understanding to bring you practices that will revolutionize your life. I bring you soulful meditations, love notes, visualizations, insights, interviews, and workshop recordings to uplift, inspire, and lead you through your own personal metamorphosis. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 sweet ones. Thank you for tuning in. So if you have been following me on Instagram at all, you'll notice that I am obsessed with spring. It fills me up so much. There is such a strong energy of rejoicing for me as springtime rolls around. And I want to share with you the backstory of how I started to align with the energetics of the seasons. So when my children were really small, like so many couples, my marriage was a disaster. Um, Without too much detail, it was just there were so many things that we just did not see eye to eye on. We were having trouble communicating um, and just navigating massive emotions, massive triggers while we were kind of at our worst. We were severely sleep deprived. We were depleted. We weren't able to do the things or take the space to really refill our own cups. So first of all, if you are in a marriage and you've got small kids and things are on the rocks, know that it is normal. I know for myself, I felt a lot of shame around it and I thought it was just me. Uh, It was only once I started having the confidence to speak privately about it to close friends of mine that I started to realize it's pretty universal. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Um, Gathering back, coming back. Uh, Yeah, we were in a rough, rough place. And to be totally honest, there were moments where I really felt like the marriage was over. I connected with um, a yoga teacher of mine who also does some really amazing work, embodied work, um, almost like an energetic counselor. And in one session, there was one thing that she said that really stuck to me. She said, what if you are just in a winter? Now, up until this point, any relationships I had been in, if things got as hard as they were in my relationship at that time with my partner, I would have left. But this was the first time we had children. We have a home together. We have connections together that cannot be broken. And it was the first time where I wanted to leave and I stayed. And so it was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this could be a winter. This could just be part of the cycles that relationships go through. And I've just never come out the other side. I've never seen what's on the other side of a winter in a relationship. And it gave me the curiosity and hope that I needed to hang on, to stay. And 
just like so many plants, I'm really into gardening. I'm really into plants, flowers, herbs, veggies, fruit, all of it. And some of my favorite plants, things like lavender, like tulips, like crocuses, these plants, when they exist as seeds or bulbs, they actually have to endure a winter. They need to be in the darkness, in the earth, in that fertile soil, and they have to undergo kind of the seasoning, the pressures, the challenges of the winter in order to be called into growth, to be called to expand, to rise, to bloom. That process only happens after enduring the winter, after enduring the darkness and the challenge and all of these things. So bringing it back to my marriage, it gave me that hope that not only could we potentially get through this, but it could actually rebirth our marriage into something better, something amazing, could be waiting on the other side of this winter. Spring always returns. Spring always returns. And spring is a season of rejoicing because it means that you are on the other side. And it is a time to reflect, to look back on what got you through the winter? What qualities of yourself have you cultivated? Have you refined in order to pull yourself through? What qualities do you want to continue tending to and growing? And it is also a time for conscious planting. So yes, there are some seeds that have to endure the winter in order to rise. There are other seeds that we want to plant at the start of spring. This is a prime time to lay a new foundation to consciously plant seeds. So moving back to our analogy in the physical world, if you have a garden plot and you don't consciously plant seeds and tend your garden through the spring, you're not going to have a barren garden. It's not going to be a winter garden through the whole spring and summer. What will happen is you will just grow the seeds that happen to blow your way. That's what is going to root in your garden or weeds that creep in or whatever was left in from last year might return. Now, that can happen. Maybe that's what you want. You're like, oh, it's like a grab bag of <laughs> surprises in my garden. But for most of us, we're like, you know what? I love strawberries. I love peas. I love fresh carrots. I want to grow medicine. I want to grow herbs. I want to grow spices. I want to try something new. And at this cusp of spring, this transition from winter into spring, the soil is so fertile, both physically in the natural world, but also inside of us. There is a churning and we can consciously plant the seeds of our own becoming. What are you planting in the garden plot of your life? Something will root, something will rise in you, in your life. And you can either allow it to be whatever the wind blows your way, or you can say, this is what I want. 
This is what I want. And you can plant those seeds and tend them and give them the best opportunity to grow, to thrive, to get the results that you want to get. That opportunity is available to you now. Aligning with the energetics of the earth, if you are in the northern hemisphere moving into spring, now is a great time to consciously plant the seeds of your future becoming. And the other piece I love about the garden analogy is you can see a beautiful garden bed full of soil, fertile soil, and it requires a vision. You don't just scatter the seeds, you map it out, you plot it out. You can consciously cultivate in a very mindful, intentional way. The same thing is true of our own lives. You have to have a vision. Where are you going? What are you creating? What do you want? And then map everything back from there. Where are you going to plant these things? How do you want it to take shape? How can you set yourself up for success? And a lot of people will be like, well, I feel like I can't have a vision because that's not my reality. And I feel like I'm lying to myself. Do you feel like you're lying to yourself if you plant pea seeds and expect pea plants? Just because you can't see it, just because it seems utterly impossible that a cabbage is going to spring forth from a seed that is the size of a pinprick doesn't mean that it's not possible. It honestly, it seems impossible. If you have never gotten your hands in the earth and planted something and tended it and watched it grow, I encourage you to do so because it is such a good analogy to your life. You are not lying to yourself by envisioning something better, something different, something richer, something more true to you. That's not lying to yourself. You are tending the garden of your life. And while you may not be able to explain how the teeniest, tiniest pinprick of a seed can grow into an eight-pound cabbage in a few months... It doesn't mean that you shouldn't plant the seed until you know how to explain how that happens. Because there is an act of grace. And spring is such a potent season of grace. How? How is it possible that we move from the literal dead of winter, ice, cold, drawing inwards, stillness. There's like no movement. It's really uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, there's a stirring. Things start coming back to life. The willow trees around my house are glowing right now. They're glowing. There's a radiance. There's an unraveling. It makes no sense. And often when we are creating things in our own lives, it makes no sense. You're like, I can't explain how this little seed of intention I'm planting in myself is going to manifest into this big physical vision that I have. And here, sweet ones, you don't have to know how. You just have to show up and tend your garden. Tend the garden of your life. And open to grace. Open to something bigger. 
because that is the key ingredient. And if you're like, I don't believe in that, it feels fake, go outside. You want to believe in miracles? Watch a plant unfold. It will blow your mind. And sweet ones, the same is possible for you. The same miracle, the same unfolding, the same impossible leap from a tiny seed to a giant vegetable that could feed dozens of people. The same miracle is available to you if you plant the seeds, if you believe, if you open to grace, if you hold a vision and you show up and tend the garden of your life. So, my sweet ones, go rejoice in the spring. Reflect on what has pulled you through the winter. Believe in miracles. Believe in grace. Open to it. And let's see what we can create. So much love to you. Namaste.